0: If this is your first time to our Wednesday night equip, we want to welcome you. It's going to be an exciting night. Some of you are in our uh, breakout sessions and you're going through finances. Hopefully that's helping you out. I think we all need help with finances. But we're also going through the book of Proverbs. And it's all about wisdom. You know, the wisdom that comes from God, it's so beneficial and helpful in our lives. So if you're in that session, you're going to be uh, dismissed in just a moment. Uh, Some of you were asking, you know, what if... What if we want a topic and uh, could we suggest? Yes, you can do that. And uh, we're looking forward to the future and how we can uh, just touch on things that we all would need a little bit of, you know, extra help in. So you can do that. And sometimes you can talk to Pastor Lynn and just give her some thoughts. Uh, Even evaluate. You know, you can let us know how it's going with the different sessions that you're in. Because that will help us, together as a family, to... Uh, better equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Uh, So far, we've been having great uh, news or great feedback, good feedback on what's been happening uh, in the various areas. So I'm I'm thankful for that. I also want to encourage you on Wednesday nights, please bring your Bibles. Uh, Some of you use an electronic one, and that's fine, so long as you have the Word of God so that we can learn together. In fact, what we're going to be learning tonight as we continue this series, overcoming or... uh, overcoming everyday battles, is that we're going to learn that it's the word of God that sets a solid foundation. And tonight we're going to be talking about choices and foundation. So you can turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7. For those of you who are going to be in the breakout sessions, I'm going to dismiss you right now. And then uh, have a good night and have fun tonight. But for those of us who will be in here, I'm so thankful for the words that Jesus spoke in Matthew chapter 7. And I'm going to read from verse... 24 through 29, and if you do have your Bibles, uh, I want you to underline some things or outline some things, because when you do that, when you outline some things and when you underline, what it does is as you go through your Bible every so often, it'll help you to remember that that was something that God really spoke to you, and it'll equip you, and, and it'll almost like get into your heart in such a way that it comes from your life now. It's no longer just the word of God that you read, but the more you take notice of it, the more you pay attention to it, the more you apply it into your life, the more it becomes your foundation. And this is a story where where Jesus gave about the person who built on the strong foundation and the person who built on a sandy foundation. I'll read from verse 24 through 27. And it says, Anyone who listens to my teaching and obeys me is wise. I think we all want to be wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock, though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on rock. But anyone who hears my teaching and ignores it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand, and when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house... It will fall with a mighty crash. I'll stop there. You know, if you live in a place that there's a lot of dirt, the good thing is when you plant something, easy to dig and put something in there. If you live in a place where there's lava rock, it's a a whole lot more uh, difficult to plant something. In fact, when we first moved into our house, there was a lot of rock. So when we would want to dig to plant certain plants, it was so difficult... Plus, there was not too much, there wasn't even soil there. It was all cinder. So it was so discouraging to plant something. Weeds grew and, you know, sleeping grass and all of that, but it was hard to plant certain trees. Well, when it comes to a foundation of rock, it's supposed to be that solid in order to hold something up. You don't want to build on soil, You don't want to build on a foundation that's sinking, or as the Bible calls it, sandy. Because when you have a foundation that is solid, then you can build on top of that. In fact, you can build more on a solid foundation. Sometimes a foundation looks solid, and it looks like it can do well. It looks like it has potential, but then after a while, you notice that it breaks down. Well, we want to learn tonight about choices and foundation, In fact, I have a video I wanted you to watch. Uh, When I watched this at first, I thought, first of all, you know, it's pretty devastating what happened to these high schoolers. Uh, But thank God everyone was okay. Uh, Even the person that was uh, diagnosed as being in critical condition, they have recovered uh, also. But I'm going to show you this video. And it's, it's a little disturbing to the point of a shock, but just know they're all okay now. Okay, and this was a while back. It's a news clip that I want you to watch. Can we just throw that on right now? Let's watch this. This is Bay Area Nightbeat on KBCW. We start off with some breaking news. A stage collapse during a high school performance. Hello and welcome. I'm Veronica De La Cruz. Let's get right to Nightbeat's Devin Feely. Devin, what can you tell us? Well, Veronica, it happened in Indiana tonight. More than a dozen students are hurt, and we're learning that one of those students is in critical condition Take a look. <laughs> Students at Westfield High School Auditorium were performing Don't Stop Believing, dancing on stage during the show's finale when the performers all of a sudden just drop through the floor. They had rehearsed that. They had rehearsed the end of that show when they came out and did that big final number like that. That was their big finale and had not had any issues with it before. So something of just how that all kind of came together at one point, kind of just that structure, kind of a wrong place, wrong number of bodies, wrong weight, wrong time, and it just it just kind of turned into a mess all at once right there. So far, no clue as to why the stage gave way like that. Classes will be held as usual tomorrow. On the Night Beat, I'm Devin Feeley. And some break. Okay, so basically what happens is you have this stage that collapses under them. But I had some, uh, some thoughts about what just took place. And you might be thinking about the same thing. First of all, that stage wasn't created for that many people. That's not what it was for. In fact, they fell into the orchestra pit. You know when they have uh, the band down? That, that's what it was. It was a covering for the orchestra So it wasn't created for that many people. They could use it as a stage, but not to have, you know, a hundred students on it jumping up and down. It wasn't created for that. And they said they went through a rehearsal during the week, and it didn't fall. Which tells me just because it looks okay and it didn't fall doesn't mean it will never fall. Doesn't mean that it's going to be fine forever. He also said... They had not had any issues before. You know, sometimes we say the same thing. Sometimes we say, well, you know, nobody knows. You know, I'm, I'm doing okay. My marriage is not that bad. or We're not going through that many difficulties. And, but you're far from God. And you feel, ah, it's not that bad. But maybe right now the foundation didn't collapse. Maybe right now the foundation is being weakened due to life. And maybe right now the issue isn't, well, everything's fine, and then wait till everything crashes and then say, oh, what happened? Maybe right now God is saying, let's start to strengthen that foundation. Yeah, but I didn't crash. I didn't fall. There's nothing wrong going on in my life. I'm doing fine. Yeah, that's the best time to strengthen your foundation. Why wait till everything collapses to strengthen the foundation? That's not how God created us. That's not how how he made us. He didn't make us to be responders or people who react he wants us to be people who think who are wise and people who can take what he asks of us take what he says and receives what he says and then apply it not wait for something to happen and then say okay god i'm going to apply rather than looking at our choices and saying is this a good choice or a bad choice will this will this have repercussions will god be mad will god be pleased Work on your relationship with Christ because then it's not about choices that we make. It's all about the relationship that we have with Jesus. And then out of that relationship comes our choices. Choices and foundation. That's a, that's a tough thing to deal with because those two kind of go hand in hand. He also said the structure in this news report, the structure... Right there, wrong place, wrong number of bodies, wrong weight, wrong time. It all turned into a mess right there. But this is what I noticed, and this is what I learned from this. If it were built for the right number of bodies, for the right weight, for the right time, it would have been fine. It would have been perfect. If their foundation was solid, it would have been fine. But the foundation of that stage was not built for that many people. See your relationship with Jesus influences your choices. The relationship that we have with Christ, that's our influence when it comes to a decision that we're going to make. But the strength of your foundation determines if it'll support those choices see, how I treat people will come out of my relationship with Jesus Christ. How I live out my life with others come out of my relationship with Jesus. My contributions to the kingdom of God will come out of my relationship with Jesus. Because I can make the same decision in the same environment and have different results based on my relationship with Jesus and my foundation. For instance, before I came to know Jesus Christ, I didn't know about you know, certain things, right and wrong, and some things I knew. There's like this this moral uh, spirit inside of us that says that is not good, that is not right, or that is bad, that is evil. We just have this moral spirit in us. But before I came to know Christ, I didn't think getting drunk was wrong. I didn't see anything wrong with that. I thought you get drunk, you sober up, you go work, you're done. It, it doesn't bother anybody. So you put me in a setting where there's drinking, I'm going to drink. That's how it was back then. It, it, was, it was a no-brainer. I wasn't even 21 yet. This is high school. So I would be in a setting where everyone was drinking, I would drink too. So no big deal because I didn't, I, I didn't think anything was wrong with it, which now I do. But now I know Jesus Christ, you put me in the same setting, different results. Much different I can be in a setting where all my family, you know, if I go visit and, or family reunions, everybody's drinking, everybody all boss. But I can be fine. I can be there with my bottle of water. I'm good. What's the difference? The difference is now our relationship with Jesus Christ and now our foundation. See, that makes the difference when it comes to choices. And then how you're going to be able to stand when you make that choice. The choices that we make today, sometimes we don't realize how it's going to affect us tomorrow. The choices we make when our children are young affects them when they grow up. The choices that we make when we are first married affects the rest of our marriage. The choices that we make walking with Jesus affects the rest of our life. See, choices and foundation matters in our life. And if you're ever going to build on a solid foundation, I would say this. Obey the word of God. Jesus spoke out of his very own life. And and he didn't just give great sounding illustrations and and wonderful teachings. He actually spoke out of his life. He modeled for us what it was supposed to look like when it came to choices and having a strong foundation. He knew where his foundation was. He knew that if you were to build your life on a a shaky foundation or a, a foundation that is like sinking sand, your life wouldn't last it wouldn't, it wouldn't have that much of an impact in the world as well as you wouldn't be as satisfied as you would in your life than if you had a solid foundation with the Lord. And it's, it's a lot of work. It takes a lot out of us. It takes a lot of energy, a lot of thought. But nonetheless, it's a whole lot better than having no foundation and living life carefree only having to, after the stage collapses, fix everything. That takes more work. Yeah, you may be free right now, jumping up and down. Oh, don't stop believing. And then, boom, now you better start believing. Because when it all collapses, that's where you're going to have to show up. So we can be people who remain standing when those, when those times come, when the, when the rides of life come, when the most difficult times come, when the, when the rains come and the seasons come and the difficult times come. We can remain standing. Because of the word of God. Because of Jesus Christ. And when our relationships aren't the greatest or when our health fails, we can learn how to have these choices and our foundation in a better place by understanding what Jesus was saying in this passage. Here's the first thing. If you want to write some notes. The first thing is this. And it's simple. Listen to Jesus. It's really simple. Listen to Jesus. How often we say that with our children? You know, listen. If you just listen, we say that to our spouses. You know, listen. I told you, don't do that. You know, listen. I told you, put gas in the car. I told you, put gas in the car. Why you wait till the thing come? E, E is not excellent. E is E is empty. You don't wait, and we say that to each other. Why don't you listen? Why don't you listen? So it's almost like God is speaking to us. Why don't you listen? There's a reason why we don't listen. The Bible says, listen to Jesus. He's the one who will tell you, listen, your foundation is weak. Don't go there. That's what he's going to tell you. If you're weak, let's just say with me back then with alcohol, he's going to say, don't go there. Why? Because you're weak in that. Some time ago, I was doing this um, diet, staying away from sugar and I think like breads. So pretty much everything in Hilo. So, but while I was going through this... Uh, I went to Nori's. If you eat at Nori's, Simon, uh, and snack shop, uh, Ann had this unbelievable new honey toast caramel. Honey toast caramel, and basically it's just this bread that they toast and homemade caramel, and a scoop of ice cream with some powdered sugar on it. This thing is so good, and I I, I don't like sharing, which I said on Sunday, so. When, when she brought the plate, I, I thought to myself, oh, my goodness, I'm so weak right now. I, I, I'm on this, this diet thing. This is not the time to, to put this in front of me. But I thought, you know, I don't, I don't want to be a bad guest. I don't want to, you know, uh, hurt her feelings. So I said, you know, because you're offering me this, just for this one time only, I will try it. I will taste it. So I, I thought I was going to only taste one bite. I ate the whole thing because it was that good. And what I learned was my foundation at that time was very weak when it came to sugar and snacks and ice cream. That is my kryptonite. That's my weakness. So we all have some type of weakness. And we all have some type of weak foundation. And if you can recognize what that is, that is a good thing. If you can recognize where you're weak in, it is a great thing. Why? Because now you know what? The Lord wants to strengthen. Now you know what the Lord wants to work on. And whatever it is that you're weak in, it doesn't mean you're a weakling. It means that Christ can build your strength in that area. He can build that foundation in that area if we only listen to Jesus. Listen to what he says. Read the Bible. That's why we come here on Wednesday nights or or Sunday mornings or, or read our devotions. It's so that we can hear his voice. So that when the word of God is brought into our lives and our spirits, then our foundation is built. It's stronger. But if we don't listen to Jesus, how will we know what to apply? See, Jesus is so wise in everything that we go through that he will never tell us to do something that will not benefit us, nor will he ask us to do something that he will never give us the strength for. He will always, he will always encourage us and give us the strength. For what we think we cannot do. I was watching this one TV show. It was called Top Shot, and it's it's a shooting range or a it's a it's a show where you have these top uh, notch uh, people who can shoot guns very well. So they have these different targets. Well, they had this one challenge where they had to. I think they had to use a uh, what do you call those? Like a not a sniper uh, scope, like a scope rifle. I'm not a shooter, so I don't know the terms. So they had this challenge, and they had a sharpshooter come in to coach them. And, and the sharpshooter gave them some advice and said, okay, here's what you need to do. Here's how you need to breathe. And, and most of them know the basics. So he was just telling them, here's what will improve. Here's, here's how you can improve. Here's what will improve your, your, your focus. Here's how you can hit the target better. Here's how you can read the wind and all of that. So some of them listened, and some of them didn't. The ones that listened did a whole lot better. In fact, when they all shot the target, they did okay. But then the sharpshooter said, here's how you do it. And he shot it and got it right on the bullseye. And everyone was like, oh, that's so good, you sharpshooter. And I thought, if I had that guy on my team, I would be like, you know what, let me, can I have his target? Because he hit the bullseye. I'll take his, thank you very much, and apply that to my score. Apparently, you can't do that in that competition But then I thought, wait a minute, when it comes to our life and our spirit, that's what Jesus did. He's the sharpshooter. He's the one that died for our sins. In other words, when we stand before God, he doesn't look at the target we shot and it's off the mark. He looks at what Jesus did and says, bullseye. In fact, that word sin means miss the mark. It's an archer's term. You missed a target. You missed a mark. And so the Bible tells us, in Romans 3, verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In other words, every single person missed the mark. Every single, missed the, every single person missed the mark. What was the mark? The glory of God. Every single person missed that. So you can understand why our choices and our foundation is weak, because we all missed the mark. But not Jesus Christ. He is the mark. He is the glory of God. He is the image of the invisible God. And so when we listen to him, boy, it just builds our spirit, influences our choices, and then builds for us a strong foundation. Romans three twenty four. it continues. It says, yet now God, in his gracious kindness, declares us not guilty. He has done this, done this through Christ Jesus, who has freed us, By taking away our sins. For God sent Jesus to take the punishment for our sins and to satisfy God's anger against us. We are made right with God when we believe that Jesus shed his blood, sacrificing his life for us. God was being entirely fair and just when he did not punish those who sinned in former times. And he is entirely fair and is just in this present time when he declares sinners to be right in his sight because they believe in Jesus. See, sometimes we, I think we, we feel so far behind or so guilty that we don't want to listen to Christ. Not because we don't believe that he's going to give us the right words or that he is the foundation for our life. But because we don't feel worthy And I remember feeling like that. I remember feeling, oh, boy, I did some things wrong. I'm not walking with him. I'm not where I used to be. So why sense try? No sense try because why am I going to get back into the word of God, be devoted to him again? I might fall again. I might fail again. But there came a time in my life where I had to switch that around and say to myself, wait a minute, it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with me. My life. Is not my own anymore. Remember when we said yes to Jesus? It is not I who live, but it is now Christ who lives in me. We don't belong to ourselves, for we were bought at a high price by Jesus Christ. So I don't belong to me anymore. So if I ever had any excuses or any reasons to say, boy, you know, I feel guilty, I feel condemned, I'm not worthy, we can't even think that way anymore. Because of Jesus Christ. It has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with Jesus Christ. And so when we listen to him, boy, it changes everything about our life. It's not based on our performance. It's not based on how good we are, how well our track record is. God looked at our past and said, you're justified because of my son. You're not justified because, oh, you came back to me. You're justified because of my son. You're righteous in my sight because of what my son did for you. So you can't do anything more to be more righteous in my sight, and you can't do anything less to make you any less righteous in my sight because Jesus paid the price once and for all. So to listen to Jesus Christ is a no-brainer because he's for us. He's not against us. Yet now God in his gracious kindness declares us not guilty. So when it comes to this foundation, and Jesus was talking about this strong foundation, we all understand foundation. We walk on foundation. We, we live on foundation. The buildings that we work in are built on a foundation. But very rarely do people give credit for the foundation. Have you ever walked into a home and seen the the, the uh, furniture and the, the nicely painted walls or the vaulted ceiling? Ceiling fans, nice, nice lamps, and, and the kitchen. You look in the kitchen. Oh, I love your stove. Look at your stove. This is so nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, I bought it on sale. Oh, look at your couch. I love your couch. And you sit on it, and you're like, oh, man, I'm going... It's so comfortable. Look at your rug. This is a nice rug. And usually we do that. Or they have paintings on their walls or lighting. And we all, we're so enamored by the whole entire house. But no one has ever, I've never heard this before, walk into someone's home and say, oh, my goodness, your foundation is mean. How's your cement slab? Oh, oh this thing is solid. Oh, this bugger hold me up. How many people can this hold up? This must be, oh, how much was your foundation? Unreal, your foundation. Oh man, that must have been amazing! Huh, your foundation, how long took you to build that? Oh, it must have been your dream foundation, huh? I mean, it's unbelievable, unbelievable. How long, how long will it take for cure? The book is still curing. How's your foundation? How's a, how's a cement slab? It's good. No one ever did that. Now, you might do that now, but no one ever did that. Why? Because a foundation isn't pretty, it's not. The foundation is not the spectacle. The foundation is not pleasing to the eye. The foundation is not what everyone looks at. Everyone looks at the outside, the beautiful home, but the foundation is so incredibly important. And if we don't have a strong foundation, it doesn't matter how great the house looks because one earthquake, one storm, and the entire house is done. And that's why Jesus says, why are you trying to build your life with no foundation? It's only going to crash and crumble when life hits. But if you have a strong foundation, the rains can come, and they will. It will beat up against that house, and they will. The storms will come. But when you have a strong foundation, it doesn't matter how much it beats against that house, it will still stay standing. See, it doesn't matter what our life looks like in front of people, what matters most is how strong our foundation is in the Lord. And then from there, he can build. See, the bigger the building, the stronger the foundation must be. So if you want to build a big life, don't start with building a big life. Start with building a strong foundation in the Lord. Because when when, when your foundation is strong, oh, now God can build. He can build. He can build your marriage. He can build your family. He can do whatever he wants. Now, why? Because your foundation can hold it up. Otherwise, we're going to build our life. And anyone who knows, if you build the house first, if you want a strong foundation after that, you're going to have to tear the whole house down to put a foundation first. But Jesus said it well. He said, don't go backwards. Build on a strong foundation first. Build on a rock. Don't build on sinking sand. So when it comes to our life, you can write this in your, in your second point, mix in God's word. It's like concrete. You mix in certain types of elements. You mix uh, certain types of uh, aggregate or, or foreign materials to keep that... Uh, to keep the mixture good, and you want to have a good mixture so that the foundation or the cement can cure. You don't, you don't have a, a, a professional uh, mason come and, and, and say, okay, uh, uh, what do we need to do? Oh, we need a 500-square-foot foundation to which we're going to build. No professional would say, oh, yeah, yeah, so long as we get 500 square feet, yeah, so long we get 500 square feet, all we got to do is just put any kind of stuff inside. Put, yeah, put, some, put some sand, put some cement, but auto the, the, aggregate, all the, all the you know, all the, all the stuff. Just throw whatever you like. Put some dirt. Yeah, just fill them up with whatever. Put some hibiscus, you know, some plants, tea leaves, like that. You like them smell good, put some poor kinikini. Yeah, just fill them up inside. Yeah, yeah, just whatever you like put inside so long as he fit 500 square feet. Okay, no person with, in their right mind would do something like that just to fill the gaps, just to fill 500 square feet. No, a professional would say you need the right mixture, you need the right amount of water, and the right amount of sand. You need the right mixture. So when Jesus speaks his words, he's saying, listen, why are you throwing all these other things in there for your foundation? All the, all the other elements don't belong in there. Those things will decay. It's not even going to cure your foundation. Why are you throwing things that don't belong there? Why are you putting things in your life that doesn't please me? Why are you putting things in there that shouldn't be there? And we think that's, oh, that's a strong foundation. But God says, wait a minute, you're, you're putting in and mixing in, in your life, the wrong mixture. You got to mix in God's word. Because when you mix in God's word and you're faced with making choices, it will be the word of God that comes back to you and it will speak to you And it will give you strength for that very specific thing. Otherwise, if we're building our life on just whatever sounds good and we're mixing it in, oh, it can look good because everything is full and we're busy, but there's no foundation. It's a sandy, weak foundation. And so he says, you got to mix in my word. The people of God, the Israelites, they knew about God, yet they refused to listen to the Lord. They refused to mix in The word of God. In other words, what they did back then is they knew about the ways of God, and they only cried out to God when they needed him. That's the only time they cried out to God. It's only when they needed him. And so in Jeremiah 24, it says, Yet they did not obey or incline their ear, but followed the counsels and the dictates of their evil hearts, and went backward... And not forward. I don't want to go backwards. I think we've all been down that road. We want to go forward. No one wants to go backwards. And when I mix God's word into my life, when the moment of choice comes, our thought process will be processed with the word of God rather than the evil desires of our hearts. It's God's word that will help us to process it. You know, when you think about computers, one of the things you want to get is a fast processor. If you're into graphics or video, you want a super fast processor because you need the speed to produce whatever you're going to produce as far as a graphic or whatever else. If you're just doing typing, you don't need that much speed for a processor. When it comes to our life, what God is trying to produce in our life, which the Bible calls fruit you're going to need a strong processor. In other words, you're going to need something that helps you get to the point of being fruitful. And the only way that happens is to have a processor that equals the speed of life. That's the only way. Otherwise, we'll be going backwards because we cannot keep up with the speed of life. But when I'm mixing God's Word, now my processor speeds up because it's built on God's Word, not our own thought processing So by the time I'm trying to think of something, I've already made the the decision long ago. Why? Because of God's processing speed. For myself, I've already made decisions based on what God has said. So when it comes to my family and uh, what we do, I've already made decisions. Now, when my children were in school and they had like a play or some type of performance, I already made the decision to say I will not miss that. So... When that performance came up, I took vacation. And I said, I'm not going to be here that day because my son is going to be in a performance. So I made the decision way back here. So by the time I get here, I'm not thinking, oh, should I go? Should I not? It's already been made. So the processing speed was not me. It was the Lord saying, if you want to be a good dad, you need to spend time. You need to be there for them. For Heidi, my, my, the decisions that I make, I will always choose her. I will always choose her. And she knows that too. So sometimes she won't ask because she knows, okay, you're going to choose me. So uh, never mind. Never mind. Because I'm going to go. And uh, you can go to what you're going to go to because I know you're going to choose me. In fact, that happened the other week. Uh, She was going to go to some, I think it was the Mary Monarch. They had all these craft fairs. And so she said, um, oh, just letting you know, Saturday uh, I'm going to go to the craft fairs and uh, we're going to leave at about 8 in the morning, and we'll come back at around 2 in the afternoon. I said, oh, okay. And then later on, I thought, wow, she, never even asked me. she didn't even ask me. She didn't even, like, invite me. So I said, well, who are you going with? And so she mentioned some people. And I thought, wow, she didn't even invite me. So I, 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 I had to deal with that. You know, hurt feelings. You know, I got issues. So I said, I said Heidi, um, is there a reason you didn't invite me to Saturday? And she said this. She said, because I know how important the men's ministry is to you. And you go to that every Saturday. And I know if I asked you to come with me, you would have to choose between men's ministry and coming with me. And so to help you not having to battle what to choose, I just chose for you. <laughs> and so I went. I said, yeah, that's, I didn't know how to react. I was like, wow, that's so good, but yet so hurtful, but not hurtful. It was, it was good. It was, I, I never heard that before. But when she told me that, I thought, wow, that's... That's amazing that she could even think like that. I hope she was thinking of me. It was sounding like she was. It turned out well. I think when it comes to how we choose and the things that we choose, when we understand that God is mixed in with everything and that God is the basis for the choices that we make, it's not going to be difficult choices because God is at the foundation of every choice that we make. See, he's going to influence our choices because he's mixed in with everything. Whatever it takes to hear God, mix in his word. Whatever it takes. Sometimes it's hard because of our busyness, our schedule. But that's why I love technology. Did you know that you can download certain apps that will read you the Bible? It will read it to you. So if you're so busy on a certain day and you're getting ready, just open up the word of God and let the word of God read to you. And you might be thinking, oh, no, I don't want to do that. I feel like I'm, I'm ripping God off of my time. No, no, no. <laughs> when you don't listen to the word of God, you're stealing away that time. But just get the word of God in you. Yeah, and you're going to have times where you sit and you have a cup of coffee and you sit before the Lord. There's going to be times where you sit alone and you read the word of God. There's going to be times for that. But life is that busy that sometimes you're going to be thinking, how in the world do I get the word of God in? Sometimes you can put scriptures up. Some people have calendars that they have a scripture. You can put a scripture on your refrigerator. Just saturate your home with scripture. Saturate your life with scripture. Saturate your day with scripture. I love technology because I can use it for those purposes. So I have this app that helps me to memorize scripture. And so what I do is I set it for a specific time. And then at 12 o'clock every day at noon, it pops up. And I just open it up, and it has a scripture, and then I'll read it. Psalm twelve five, Psalm 101. And then I'll read it. Why? Because I want to saturate my life with the word of God. The book of John says it like this, John 17, 21. Jesus was praying this to God. He says, my prayer for all of them is that they will be one. Just as you and I are One. Father, that just as you are in me and I am in you, so they will be in us and the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me so that they may be one as we are, I in them and you in me, all being perfected into one. Then the world will know that you sent me and will understand that you love them just as much as you love me. See, the foundation that God wants to build on is love because it'll be out of love that our choices will be better it'll be out of love that we can make better decisions it'll be out of love that when we hear the word of God it's not just to hear and check it off it's because we love God's word that we understand that without God's word we don't have any strong foundation without his word there's no strength in our life But when you mix in his word, that's what Jesus was praying. He said, I pray that they will be one as we are. In other words, can we just mix in our relationship together so that we can all be as one? Then when you're faced with the moment of choice, your love for God feels your decision-making process. Not the result. Not, oh, is it going to turn out good? No. Lord, I love you, therefore, I'm not choosing to do this. Or I love you, therefore, that's why I'm going to do this. It's out of a love for God. Because here's the last thing that Jesus was speaking in this parable